Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Fools for Christ with Kimmy Zeiler and Dan Boyd, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts. St. Ignatius of Loyola said, out of gratitude and love for him, Jesus Christ, we should desire to be reckoned fools. We're seeking to discover Christ in everything from the banal to the sublime, and this is Fools for Christ. Uh, this is Kimmy Zeiler here. Uh, Dan is not with me today, unfortunately. Uh, I'm going solo, which is a little daunting, but uh, I realized put a mic in front of me, I have plenty to talk about, so let's get this rolling. Um, I want to talk to you today about compliments and correction, and this is because... I myself have been really struggling with how do I how do I respond to a compliment? How do I respond to a piece of correction um, gracefully, humbly, virtuously? Um, because I've <laughs> I've been in situations recently where I have not responded well. So, um, and it, it's it's so funny because it it feels like sometimes you're speaking a different language than the person. So someone um, recently approached me after um, a first Friday adoration and uh, I was singing in the choir, um, someone who listens to this podcast, and she simply said, you're amazing. And I, how, how do I respond to that? I felt like I was speaking a different language. And so I didn't know how to like, do I say thank you? Do I say praise God? Um, do I just kind of ignore it? Like, how do, how do you respond to that? How do you respond to a compliment? And then um, also had a couple correction pieces recently at work. And I realized that falling back on my, my standard answer when I was in theater is not quite appropriate in the working world. So the standard um, the standard response in theater is always thank you. So when someone says, hey, don't put your arms like that, you just say thank you. <laughs> you say thank you to everything. Like they say, you have five minutes left, you say thank you five. So it's just like a normal thing in theater where you always say thank you to someone else when they tell you something, when they give you a correction piece. And in the working world, I have recently discovered that is simply not enough um, for receiving a correction piece, like, hey, Kimmy, you're doing it wrong. Thank you. Like, what? <laughs> um, so I wanted to dive into these two, since they're so closely related, um, they're, you know, two, well, I guess they're so far related. They're polar opposites of the same issue, right? So uh, I discovered Dr. Chapman, he's the one who wrote the five love languages. He said that there are five languages that people use to communicate love. And so he he established um, those five types. He said they're words of affirmation, physical touch, gift giving, acts of service, and quality time. Now, that is awesome. And I think Dan and I should probably talk about the five love languages in another um, podcast. But Dr. Chapman also came up with five languages of apology. And so he calls them languages because of that very thing I said earlier, it feels like you're talking a different language than someone. And so when they are expecting one thing and you're giving them the other, you have to learn um, 
say someone receives love in words of affirmation and you receive love through gift giving. Well, you guys aren't going to know that you appreciate each other unless you start speaking each other's language, right? So it's the same thing with apology. And so he comes up with five languages of apology. The first one is expressing regret. So saying, I'm sorry. It's pretty standard. Um, But some people, I mean, that's a standard thing for an apology, but some people feel it more keenly. They, um, there are ways to apologize without saying, I'm sorry, those specific words. And um, this language needs to hear that, you know, if, if this is the way that you receive an apology best. The second one is accepting responsibility. So um, this is probably my <laughs> language of apology. Um, excuses just don't cut it. And uh, I know I need to hear someone say, like, I was wrong to do that, or this was my fault um, when they're apologizing, when they're responding to a correction. The third language is making restitution. So you're, um, you're assuring the injured party that you love them. And so it's like a reassurance. It's a, this doesn't make you who, like, I, I didn't mean to hurt you is basically what the, what we mean there. Um, the, the the person apologizing is saying, you know, I, I didn't mean to hurt you when I did this. I still love you. Uh, the fourth language of apology is genuinely repenting. Uh, it's verbalizing the decision to never do it again. And then finally... There's the requesting forgiveness. So um, asking, will you forgive me? Will you forgive me for this offense? Um, That one can be awkward for both people (laughs) because it's difficult for the person asking for it because you're, you're letting go of any control that you had about the fate of the relationship. You're allowing the other person to um, to say, no, I, I can't forgive you for this. You're giving them that opportunity. Um, you're accepting the possibility that you could be rejected. Uh, but it's also difficult for the person who was injured because um, when the first person says, will you forgive me, when the, um, the person making the apology says, will you forgive me, um, the second person uh, there's a sense of justice that needs to be restored. And uh, it's difficult to let go of that, needing that sense of justice. So, uh, but all four of these are languages of apology. And so what I think is so beautiful about this is that it so beautifully mirrors the sacrament of confession, of reconciliation, Because when we go to the sacrament of confession, we are expressing our regret. We're accepting responsibility. So um, we express regret. We say, bless me, Father, for I have sinned, right? You accept responsibility. Um, These are my sins. You make restitution. That's the act of contrition. I firmly resolve with the help of your holy grace to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. You generally repent 
Um, verbalizing the decision to never do it again, same thing after contrition. Um, oh, I'm sorry, making restitution was, um, um, oh my God, I, I'm sorry for my sins with all my heart and choosing your wrong and failing to do good. I've sinned against you whom I should love above all things. So assuring the injured party of your love for them, you're telling God you love them. And then genuinely repenting, verbalizing the decisions and never do it again with, um, with the latter part of the act of contrition. And then requesting forgiveness. Will you forgive me? Um, and then we receive absolution. We receive the Lord's forgiveness. So in, in terms of the sacrament of reconciliation, these five steps, these five languages of apology are all a part of that. And so what's beautiful is that in our faith, all of these different ways of expressing our um, our sorrow, expressing our need to be back and reconciled with another person are all met within the sacrament of reconciliation. And I think that's beautiful. Um, and I want to look for ways in my own life where I can expand <laughs> my, um, my theatrical sense of taking critique so that I can more fully apologize and accept correction when it needs to come about. So it, in, in the situation that happened, it probably wasn't appropriate for me to just say, thank you. <laughs> um, you know, when I did something wrong and had to be told that, you know, I couldn't do that again. Uh, it would have been better for me to say, uh, thank you for that correction. That won't happen again. Um, it, it would have just been a fuller response and it would have assured uh, the person giving me that piece of correction that I understood what he was talking about, I saw the value in it, and that I was going to make active steps towards not doing it again. So, um, yeah, so I feel like I've learned a lot <laughs> in um, doing the wrong thing and trying to figure out, well, so what do I actually do now? What do I actually do? So think about those five languages of apology and think about the way you receive someone's forgiveness best. So when are times when you have been wronged, when you've been able to um, truly and fully forgive the other person? Has it been when they simply said, I'm sorry, and expressed the regret? Was it when they accepted the responsibility of it? I've already said that's definitely my language of apology. Was it when they made restitution, um, assuring you that they loved you, you know, regardless of it? Was it when they genuinely repented, saying that they would never do it again? Or was it when they actually requested forgiveness? And then what's What's great about this is um, just as we do in the Sacrament of Reconciliation where we go through all five lang languages, all five steps really to an effective apology, when we're encountering someone else, uh, a spouse or a loved one, a friend, it's really important um, when we need to make an apology that we try to go through all five steps, uh, especially with something big especially with someone very close to us because that way you know that you've hit all your bases. You know that you've spoken to them the way that they need to receive it and you've 
you've covered your bases, if you will. Like you've, you've fully asked them for forgiveness. I think there's something beautiful about that, recognizing we speak different ways. We interact different ways. Each of us is our own person. And so, um, there's something beautiful about going beyond what is comfortable for you to be able to make sure that the other person fully understands what you're trying to convey. I hope that makes sense. Um, so I think we can learn a lot from this. We can learn a lot from the five languages of apology and the different ways to ask for forgiveness. And then, well, the second part of this is, so I also talked about compliments. So correction is difficult to receive because there's that pride being hurt um, of like, you know, we never mean to make a mistake. Like, no one ever, and I <laughs> I think this is really important, no one ever, like, intends to do the wrong thing, right? Like, I, I didn't intend to do something that would have caused someone to have to, to um, correct me, right? I, no one ever intentionally does something that they know, well, some people do, and that's sin, but... um many times you're not intentionally doing something knowing that it's going to lead to the wrong kind of situation like we don't intentionally hurt one another's feelings on the most part you know and so it's always difficult when someone has to be corrected because they have to first acknowledge the fact that they did this even if they didn't intend to, even if it wasn't something that they planned on doing, even if it was circumstantial. And the fact is, objectively, it happened. And now an apology is necessary. And so um, there's definitely, this hits on our pride. And it takes a lot of humility to be able to respond well to a piece of correction because you recognize on yourself that something didn't go the way that you intended it to and you have to readjust and plan out the way that you'll do that in the future. Likewise, and this is why receiving a piece of correction and receiving a compliment are somewhat similar. (laughs) Um, With a compliment, it's also a battle with your pride right? So when someone gives you a compliment, you're also trying to, like, we're always taught to be humble, right? We're, that's how we're brought up. And when someone compliments you, there's a sense of like, well, if I respond a certain way, that's just me being prideful. Or um, I have to downplay this because that's the only way for me to be humble, And the reality is, is that true humility is recognizing the truth, (laughs) recognizing the reality of the situation. And so um, where in a piece of correction, you're like, you're brought to face that reality in a way that you, um, you weren't anticipating, you weren't thinking that you needed to be corrected, right? And with a compliment, you're faced with the reality that this other person sees you um, and sees your gifts and talents more than you perhaps saw them in yourself. And so in both cases, it's you're seeing reality different and you're forced to see reality differently than when you had entered into that conversation. Um, so with a compliment, 
I think what's key with a compliment is that compliments are gifts. They're, they're ways for someone else to, to give you a little gift <laughs> with their words. And when you receive a gift, you don't, um, you don't downplay it, right? You don't say, well, that's just because you're just giving this to me because X, Y, and Z. When you receive a gift, you thank the person for giving you that gift and you tell them what that gift means to you, right? And so it's a a similar concept when someone gives you a compliment. So I want to go into, um, I'm just plowing through stuff here. I want to go into the different downfalls of what I've experienced when receiving a compliment and the ways that I've responded that have not been the best. Um, I put a lot of thought into this. And looked up online a lot of different things. But um, believe it or not, I'm not the only one who has this problem, right? Um, So uh, my compliment downfalls. um, One is dismissing the compliment. So so someone says, oh, I really like your earrings, right? So I say, oh, yeah, aren't they cute? I got them at Target. It was only five bucks. Well, okay. I've completely dismissed the compliment. Um, They were trying to give me a gift. They were trying to tell me that they liked my style. And instead I said, oh, yeah, you can do that too. You know, I didn't thank them. I didn't thank them for the gift that they were giving me. I've just dismissed it. I've disregarded the person that was speaking to me. So um, not accepting the compliment and dismissing it is a downfall. One of the things that I do a lot is I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Um, I also laugh when I'm angry. It's just a default for me. It's like a better to laugh than cry, you know? So, <laughs> so when someone compliments me and I don't know what to do, I laugh. And that's probably not what the person wants to see, right? So, um, Sister Sister Rachel actually called me out on this. She was, um, I, I managed to um, sing the harmony of a song, which is crazy because I didn't even realize I was hitting it. And um, after the song was done, she said, Kimmy, that harmony was beautiful. And I laughed. <laughs> I laughed in her face because I didn't realize I'd hit the harmony. And um, I thought I was struggling the whole way through. And she said, Kimmy, don't laugh. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, and her such a sweet sister Rachel, so sweet. But I, me laughing at her compliment was not respectful of her opinion. And it's crazy to me because we're so careful about people's opinions when um, when they're contrary to our own. Um, like so we're so we're so careful when it's someone's religion or someone's culture or upbringing to be respectful of those opinions right but when someone else has an opinion of us that's higher than our own standard suddenly it's okay for us to be disrespectful of that opinion and um I don't I don't want to mean here that we need to just accept that what other people see in us is correct. Um, Because sometimes people's views of us can be flawed, right? 
a lot of the time. <laughs> but we, we have to still be respectful of other people's opinions. And I think it's important to recognize that when we don't take a compliment well, sometimes we're just being downright disrespectful of the opinion of another person for how they see us. Um, and that's something that I need to sit with because this has come up a lot in my life recently. <laughs> so it's, it's just something that we need to look more deeply into. Like um, when we don't take a compliment seriously, we're not respecting the other person's opinion. Uh, so my, my third downfall for complimenting is the one-up trap. <laughs> so um, someone says, uh, uh, Kimmy, I really like that event that just happened at San Pedro. And I said, well, I really enjoyed your event that you did over there at Bishop Moore. You know, now it's a competition. So I have turned this beautiful gift into a competition. That's not the right way to respond to a compliment, right? Uh, or, uh, Kimmy, I really like your earrings. Well, I really like your dress. <laughs> um, it's hilarious. Um, but that's, that's not the actual appropriate way to respond to a compliment. Uh, another downfall, um, when I start to question the person. So, uh, Kimmy, I really enjoyed that event at San Pedro. Oh, yeah? Was it good? <laughs> did you, you really thought it was good? Did you really, you, did you think this was good? You know, th there's, um, sometimes it's appropriate when you're really trying to debrief an activity, but when someone's just giving you a compliment, like, that's not the appropriate time to question them. You're turning into an interrogation. Like, thank you. I'm so glad that this happened, that you enjoyed it, that you were able to get something out of it. Thank you for your feedback right? We don't, we don't need to get into questions. Or this has happened to me so many times when I've complimented people. This is a common one up in like business, um, professional kind of situations where the person will insult you for complimenting them. Okay. And this, <laughs> I think this is so crazy because I don't think we're thinking about it that way. Um, so uh, let's say someone compliments me about the program at St. Page. I'll just keep using this example. So someone says, Kimmy, I, I really love that program that just happened at St. Pedro. And I said, oh, yeah, well, you just must not have ever been there before. Or, you know, you just must not know so-and-so who does the program even better than me. Or um, you just you haven't been around long enough to know what's really going You know, and so... I am now insulting that person because um, I'm telling that person that they aren't rational enough to be able to recognize when something good has happened. And so I'm insulting them. I'm insulting their rational thought and their appreciation of something that they think is good. So that's an interesting one to me. I, I'm, I need to think if I've been guilty of that, but... I know that I've been on the receiving end of that. And it's it's like it stings you. You're like, wait, what? I was trying to compliment you, you know? Um, and then there's the last downfall is milking it. And so this kind of goes with the whole question thing that I was talking about earlier. Um, sometimes we, we milk the compliment a little bit. And so um, 
someone says, hey, Kimmy, I really enjoyed that event. Um, oh, gosh, are you sure you liked it? What, what was it that you liked about it? Um, did, did, it really, did it really work out for you? So it sounds humble, right? This is, a, this is one of those that's like, it's really easy to fall into this one. So it sounds humble for me to be saying that in response. Um, it doesn't sound threatening. I'm appreciating the person's input, right? So we haven't hit most of the downfalls that I've talked about already. But think about the other person's response. So the person giving the compliment now has to continue complimenting me. And that's their only appropriate answer and only appropriate response. I've now like cornered this person into continuously spewing compliments into my face because I'm because of the way I responded to them. Um, it, you're milking the moment. And so <laughs> that one, um, that one's easy to fall into, right? So, so all these were the downfalls, right? So what's the only appropriate response to a compliment? It's to say thank you. It's to recognize. Um, saying thank you isn't prideful. I've, uh, I've complimented people through email, and um, sometimes it's easier to compliment someone through email, but it's sometimes more, um, more difficult to accept a compliment via email, right? Um, but some of the best email responses I've gotten are, thank you for your kind words. You know, that's an appropriate way to respond, to acknowledge the person. You're not falling into any of the traps that I mentioned above. Or even saying, our team is grateful to your comments and um, for your recognition of, of what's been happening here. And so now um, both people are happy, right? So they've acknowledged the compliment, received it, um, and and uh, appreciated its value. So um, my opinion is now uh, not been diminished or dismissed or insulted. <laughs> um, but those are those are great ways to respond to a compliment with it, whether it's in person or via email. And then another tidbit is to tell them that you're going to share it with the other people who helped make it happen. So if someone's complimenting me on a program, I should probably say, um, thank you so much for your feedback. I'm going to be passing this along to all of the people that helped make this happen. That is spreading the compliment around. It's like make, multiplying the gift a hundredfold because now that person is happy that their compliment is going to go to more people. You don't feel the whole thing about like being prideful. You feel humble because you're recognizing that you're not the only person who did this. And then you're spreading it and you're multiplying it to all the people that were working hard to make it happen, right? So that is a full recognition of the reality of what made, um, what made that compliment necessary, right? That's <laughs> you're you're recognizing the reality of what's going on um, and the good that's happening. Um, and then the last the last thing that this reminds me of is um, toasts. So if you've ever been on the receiving end of a toast, it's like one long public compliment and it's super awkward. So uh, I thought that was important to also mention here because 
um, it's it's not not terribly appropriate for you to um, raise your glass and drink with them because that's like patting yourself on the back. But it is good for you to, to nod and to smile and then to offer your own words to whatever it is. So someone's toasting you on your birthday and they're giving you words of affirmation and everything. At the end, you simply say, well, and I want to just toast all of you, all the friends who are with me. Um, thank you for all your loving support in so many ways, more ways than you know, to all of you. And you toast them back. Um, that is the proper way to respond to a compliment in that kind of setting. And that works for birthday singing too, because who everyone knows how stinking awkward it is to have happy birthday sung to you. And then you have to like blow out the cake. And then what does he do? You know? So it, it's good to just thank everyone for their love for you and, um, and give them a small toast, even if it's just a sentence long. Um, so those are my thoughts on uh, compliments and corrections. Thank you for listening today. And next week, Dan will be back with me. So we'll see you next time. God bless. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Fools for Christ with Kimmy Zeiler and Dan Boyd. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.